Hello, my lovely listeners. Thank you again for tuning in for another episode. Today is an extremely vulnerable episode. Because of this, please be compassionate as you take time to listen to me share my story. It is very easy to judge a situation that you have not been in, so please just keep that in mind and take that into consideration. Diving deep and opening old wounds is not only necessary to share in order to become more transparent and to connect with you all, but for my own healing as well. In the last episode, I talked about balance between discipline and compassion, but let me tell you, this did not always come easy to me, and quite frankly, it still doesn't. I work hard at it because I know it's right and I know it's best for me and my health and well-being. However, let me take you back to the beginning, to the time I did not feel safe around food, to the time my relationship with food was strained, which led me to where I am now, ultimately. As some of you might know, I was a cheerleader in high school, and some of you may also know that I am very type A and suffer with perfectionism. And yeah, I did say suffer. If you know, you know that it is definitely not an optimal trait to have. But this trait has definitely improved since my high school days. However, I started high school with what anyone would consider a, you know, average healthy body type, very healthy looking, not skinny, but not overweight. At the end of my sophomore year, though, I started to become more aware of what I ate and how I looked. And at the time, I wasn't really sure, like, why I was doing this, but I think it was to gain a sense of control and to look the part for the role of cheerleading captain, which, you know, I couldn't necessarily achieve that status until senior year, but I was still kind of like hoping to get that status ultimately, you know, in the end. So I wanted to start looking the part. And for some reason that was in my mind as looking the part is being thinner. And so my unhealthy weight loss journey started and it started I would probably say like the summer going into junior year, it started on a stationary bike that I had at home. It was my mom's stationary bike. Um, and every day before school, I would be on that thing at 5 a.m. till probably 6 a.m. I would eat breakfast consisting of a banana and a four ounce light and fit yogurt. So I don't even know right now, but I'm assuming that's maybe like 300 calories. I would then go to school for six hours, during which I would drink sugar-free iced tea packets and eat a turkey wrap that might have been another 300 calories. I would then have a two and a half hour cheerleading practice and go home to a small dinner, which I honestly can't even remember what it was, but it could be maybe like a salad, which again, might be like 300 calories. And at the time, I thought I was doing what was best for my body because I had Googled weight loss diets and I thought that this was the right thing to do. I liked the food I was eating, so I truly genuinely thought this was a healthy way to eat. Never once did I think, oh, wow, this isn't enough. And people noticed the weight loss. I specifically remember texting my mom from the girls' locker room at school after weighing myself, telling her I had lost 25 pounds. And this brought up a lot of concerns. She took me to my pediatrician, 
who, you know, ultimately said, I have body dysmorphia. And he wanted me to check into an eating disorder clinic, which I guess, which I don't remember this, but I refused. And I really don't recall saying this, but my mom tells me that when he said this, when he said essentially that I have like an eating disorder, I was in denial to the point I was like, he doesn't know what the F he's talking about. So that's how you know like how much denial I was in. I became so far gone into denial that I would argue with anyone who tried to tell me that I wasn't eating enough or I looked too thin. I thought maybe they're jealous. They don't have so much self-control over food. It's definitely like a cringy thought to think now, but that's definitely what I thought of then. I will never forget my assistant cheerleading coach, who was a nurse and still is. She told me I was malnourished and I was not very nice to her because I disagreed because of that deep sense of denial I was in. I was so confident in my body at this time and I loved the attention from the rapid weight loss and honestly, my tumbling and cheerleading was better than it had ever been. But the big but is that I started having major digestive health issues during my junior year of high school. I became chronically constipated and had chronic stomach aches. As you could probably guess, this exercise and eating regimen did not continue for much longer. It might have lasted like a year. And then I started getting a lot of cravings and started to rapidly gain weight. I felt so out of control. I could not control myself around food, even if I tried. I was literally eating anything I could get my hands on. During senior year of high school, in attempts to quit gaining weight, I started to purge after eating a lot. I would go to a drugstore. I remember this specifically. I would go to the drugstore, like CVS, Rite Aid, whatever. I would buy candy. And then I'd go home, eat it all and throw it up. And I know this sounds completely and utterly disgusting, but if you've been in my situation, you understand this was a way to balance my ravenous appetite for food as comfort and control. So essentially, I went from over-exercising anorexia to binge eating disorder to bulimia. And I had applied to URI for the nutrition and dietetics program they had because I honestly just wanted to learn more about nutrition. I wanted to figure it all out. I was really honestly sick of living this way. And I remember the way I kind of called out for help without having to do so directly was I left this like journal entry so that my mom could see it while I went away to a camp for cheerleading. And she did see it, and she did end up setting me up with a therapist, but I guess I had just too much pride to outwardly ask if I could go to therapy or tell her I needed therapy. So, I mean, I guess it all worked out, but I definitely was going through a lot, but at least I knew I wanted to figure it all out. Like, I wanted to go to URI for nutrition. I wanted to learn more. I wanted to go to a therapist, so it definitely was really helpful. But even, you know, in that summer going into college, I had extremely embarrassing behaviors like the lengths I would go to to get food was honestly embarrassing. I have memories of the summer going into my freshman year of college and even some from my freshman year where I would take food from others and then throw it up into a trash bag and take it out to the dumpster or if you know no one was around I would just do it in the toilet. 
And it was during my freshman year in college, I hit my all-time highest weight, where I realized my BMI classified me as overweight. And especially as a nutrition student, it's like you're kind of expected to, you know, be healthy and in general being young. But especially as a nutrition student, I was just like, this isn't right. And I just knew something needed to change. During my second semester of freshman year, I had slowly stopped purging because, of course, like being in the health and wellness field, I had been researching a lot of the side effects of it, and I knew it could be extremely damaging to my health in the long run. I ended up doing a gluten-free challenge in February of my freshman year. I think it was with a friend or, you know, my friend's sister or something, and it actually helped me gain a sense of control over food again. At the time, I didn't realize this was probably just another way for me to restrict. But at the same time, it was better for me than binging and purging and damaging my esophagus so much. And I was still getting enough nutrients, I think, or at least more than I had been. So I think it was, you know, a step in the right direction, so to speak. So between going gluten-free with, you know, extreme portion control, I would say as well, and doing some like herbal life shakes, I dropped about 13 pounds and was still above my like freshman year of high school weight, but I felt so much healthier and had such a healthier mindset around food. After freshman year, I quit purging, but I still had a hard time trusting food. I stuck to the gluten-free diet for probably until junior year of college because I had moved in with friends into a house that we were renting. And it was kind of expensive to upkeep the gluten-free diet when I had to buy groceries on my own instead of just like getting it from the dining hall. So I slowly added, you know, small amounts of gluten back into my eating pattern and truly living with these girls who had healthy relationships with food, girls who didn't fear food was my saving grace. I really couldn't closet eat, you know, if I wanted to, like there were people around all the time which was a good thing. You know, it kept me accountable for what I was eating. And I was able to have some meals with people, which I feel like I hadn't in so long. Like even at the dining hall, I remember eating alone a lot. I remember like taking food and just taking it to my dorm room or, you know, just eating things alone a lot, which is definitely not healthy and it's not fulfilling at all. So it was nice to be able to have that again and to have, you know, a a family almost setting of eating at the dinner table. And this is when I stopped obsessing so much about food. I became interested, I would say, in like vegetarianism and plant-based eating during the end of my junior year. I, I just remember it being because like I would learn about all these nutrition requirements of fruits and vegetables when I was in class. And then I would look and be like, but this doesn't make sense. If you're supposed to you know, consume only this amount of calories and eat all these servings of fruits and vegetables, we should probably be really eating mostly fruits and vegetables. And so I kind of started researching on my own because of course in school, they don't teach you these things. You know, they don't teach you about plant-based eating. At least they didn't during my time. I'm sure that they probably do now, but during my time at URI, they didn't teach that stuff. So I kind of had to research it myself. And as I learned more about it, I was like so excited about, you know, going more towards the vegetarian side, but I was also nervous that people would see it as me being restrictive with food again. But I really loved how I felt with it and I loved the amount of carbs I could eat. You know, of course, they were mostly like potatoes and rice and beans, but 
I could eat a lot of carbs, which made me feel good. And over the course of the next couple of years, like I expanded my palate so much. I had never eaten this much food in my life in terms of like this much variety. Like I remember just growing up eating, of course, like Italian food, like pasta, just average like American food, quote unquote, like steak and potatoes and green beans. Like it was very boring the way I would eat until I went plant-based. And this opened up so many doors. And I stopped even thinking about, you know, food in terms of being like fearful of it. I would never think of it anymore like that. Instead, I was like eating until I was full. And then that was it. It was so amazing to be able to be like, I'm eating till I'm full and I don't feel like I'm doing anything wrong. I have no guilt associated with the food I'm eating. It was just such an amazing transition in my life, like something I'd never experienced before. Like, of course, I had that sense of not fearing food when I was younger, but it was honestly mostly junk. When I look back at it, it was like all processed snacks that I would eat. So I went from like having no food education to being like obsessed with food and restricting it and then to overdoing it with food to like finally finding healthy balance. That involves, of course, things I like that are maybe not like the utmost healthiest things like brownies, but it also includes like kale and rice and beans and all these whole foods that we should really be incorporating into our diet in addition to the things that we like the most, including like sweets and, you know, some processed foods as well. I'm just thinking of the fact that I literally didn't even eat Indian food or much of any Asian food until more recently within the past maybe like five years. And that is literally my favorite cuisine of food. Imagine if I hadn't gone plant-based, I would never know that that's my favorite kind of food. It's literally, I could eat just Asian food the rest of my life and I'd be fine. I love it so much and I'm so glad it's come into my life and I'm so glad I feel so satisfied and nourished when I eat it. It's taken me a long time to get here, but just know it's not about the food. You know, it's not only about the food, I should say, but it's about mostly like the thoughts surrounding my food. That's what helped me change the most. Like honestly, building my confidence helped me with my relationship with food and just changing the way I thought was truly what healed me and continues to heal me and maintains my healthy relationship with food now. I could go on for days. There's so much more to my story, but those are like the deepest parts of my story that really magnify how I got to the point I got today with food. Like I know some of you might think like, oh, Ashley has no problem with food. She's probably always had it easy with food. She's probably always been thin or fit. Like, no, I I really haven't always been this way. And yeah, I am still young and I'm only 27. And I know there are people, because I have clients even that are older, that struggle with the same problem. But that is my purpose. My purpose is so that if you've gone through something similar, you can get out on the other end or you can see that someone else has gone through what you've been going through and has gotten out on the other end. That someone has gone through the dark tunnel and finally got into the light at the end of the tunnel. It's possible. And that is why I'm so passionate about helping people transition to a healthier way of eating for them. And it's not going to be a plant-based diet for everyone. I just want to say that that is my journey. It's not going to be the case for every single person. But I guarantee you, if you add more plants to your diet, 
which can help you feel so much more nourished in your body, which can then help you nourish your mind better, which can help you with your confidence, and it's just a healthy domino effect from there. So if you all want more details about my story, you can DM me. Again, check out my Instagram at Food for Fuel Dietitian, my TikTok at Food for Fuel Dietitian, my YouTube at Food for Fuel Dietitian, and please let me know if you have any topics you would like to hear about. I'm going to continue my podcast episodes every Friday, and feel free to check out the ones that you haven't listened to yet. I think you might really be interested in those. And just a reminder to fuel yourself with nourishing food, kind words, positive energy, and unconditional love. Thanks for listening.